We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up everybody welcome back to the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl we had no training camp practice on sunday the packers had the day off so what i wanted to do today was really kind of take a look back at the first four practices sort of three practices and a walkthrough uh, i guess is probably what you could call it but overall I wanted to take a look at the first four days and kind of recap some of what i saw and try to think of different ways that i could sort of go over this i thought of maybe going over it just position by position, but I figured I'd break it down in a few different ways. So I'm going to go over the stars of training camp so far, the surprises, the rookies, the free agents, the disappointments, the special teams, the injuries, the concerns, the others, and the overall feel. So I'm going to go through 10 different categories here. Some of these will go over in great depth. Others will maybe, you know, kind of go through rather quickly, but let's start with who I think have been the stars of training camp so far. I'm going to kick things off with Rashad. Sean Gary. I'm not going to go into this too much because I just spent a lot of time talking about Gary yesterday, but he has been a one-man wrecking crew along the defensive front. He has consistently lived in the Packers' offensive backfield. He has been stout against the run. He has been aggressive against the pass. He has shown off his ridiculous athletic ability, and he should be even better once the pads come on, and he just looks to have taken another step in training camp so far. So what that uh, you know amounts to once once the regular season starts will remain to be seen, but he has been an absolute beast. And I would argue probably the MVP of Packers training camp over you know, three plus days of practice. So take that for what it's worth, but he's, he's an absolute stud and he's been on fire to kick off training camp. Number two is Jair Alexander. And I tweeted this out earlier in the week. There haven't been very many Jair Alexander highlights. The reason why? Because nobody's stupid enough to, show, to throw at Jair Alexander. He has been so ridiculously good since coming back. And Matt LaFleur, I don't know if anyone caught the interview that he did uh, with Stacey Dales and Steve Mariucci, uh, but he he really talked about wanting the defense to fly around the football and to be having fun out there. That's Jair Alexander to a T. He is constantly having fun 
but he is locked in. He is intense. He is always rallying to the football. He is fast. He is aggressive. He's he's just an absolute machine out on the football field. He is a technician and an artist at the cornerback position. Uh, I've talked about for years uh, about Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, about those guys where if you have had a chance to go out and watch them at practice, make sure you do so because the attention to detail is just so incredible and in how they go about their job. Jair Alexander is that exact same way, and he has just been an absolute shutdown corner in practice for the first week of training camp. Number three is Aaron Rodgers. The offense has had its struggles at times. I thought the first day of practice, the offense came out just on fire, and in large part, that was due to Aaron Rodgers. The pressure has caused some problems, but you just watch Aaron Rodgers fling the football around. He is completely confident. The arm strength is there. The mobility is there. You wouldn't know that this isn't Aaron Rodgers from five, six, seven years ago from an age standpoint. He looks in incredible shape. He looks to be having fun out on the field. Uh, it, it's just been a very impressive training camp so far for Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like that's just going to continue as the remainder of training camp moves along. Number four, we would be remiss not to talk about Romeo Dobbs in this category. I'm not saying that Romeo Dobbs is a star that he's going to get to training camp or excuse me, to regular season. And all of a sudden he's just like taking the league by storm. Maybe he does, but he has been probably, you could make a strong argument of like, if you're looking at, uh, I don't know, media clicks and stories and things like that through the first four days of training camp, I would be hard pressed to find a player who's you know generated more buzz than Romeo Dobbs so far. He he has made a huge play in every single one of the actual practices. He has made plays with Aaron Rodgers. He, he's made plays with Jordan Love. He's made plays with just about everyone. He's shown up on you know return teams. He's he's you know showed up as a lead blocker for Aaron Jones. He's just done a little bit of absolutely everything, and he has been again the most buzz uh, you know about talked about player in training camp so far, and deservedly so. He continues to produce, and it's been a very exciting first few days of camp for Romeo Dobbs. Next up is Adrian Amos, who has had another also really nice start to camp. Uh, flying around the football, has an interception already. Um, had a, a couple other ones that he came close to picking off. Uh, he, there was, a, I mentioned yesterday, a, a play out in the flat where he just screamed to the sideline, was able to get over there and make a stop early. Like you can just tell he's playing with absolute confidence. And he's it's, it's just Adrian Amos, right? He's always in the right spot, always at the right time. Mr. Consistency, that's exactly who he's been so far. And it's just exactly exactly what you would expect from Adrian Amos in training camp. He's been a stud and he's certainly worth shouting out here. And then the last one has been Alan Lazard came up with the big touchdown in the two minute drill. The first day of camp, he was all over the place. Day two, he was a little bit more quiet, but uh, a lot of big time catches already. You can tell that Aaron Rodgers is looking his way as the number one wide receiver so far, and he has made the most of it. No drops uh, every time. I believe, I can't recall a time where they've thrown it out Lazard where it's fallen incomplete. Like, he has been open. He's been getting open and uh, he's been making plays, including that big touchdown in the two minute drill, skying up over players to go up and get the football. He's looked really, really good. He looks like he's in incredible shape and he's looked like he's really ready to take that number one wide receiver spot and make it his. So those are the six stars so far, Gary, Alexander, Rogers, Dobbs, Amos, and Lazard. The surprises, number one has to be Romeo Dobbs. We just talked about him, but I mean, this is a fourth round pick, right? And to go from fourth round pick 
to being the most talked about player in the first four days of training camp, that's no easy feat. So the fact that he has shown up so incredibly during that time and really made that sort of impact, it just has to be one of the surprises. And I know, listen, there were a lot of people and credit to them for being on the Romeo Dobbs train uh, before he was even selected by the Packers. That was one of the big, you know, sort of draft crushes on, on Packers Twitter and on draft Twitter. Um, and so far, they, they seem to be very right in that regards. And he has come out completely uh, with confidence. And, uh, you know, go back and watch the deep dive that I did on Romeo Dobbs. I talked about his strengths and weaknesses. The strengths are coming up aces and even some of his weaknesses. Listen, there's a reason he was selected in the fourth round, right? It just doesn't, you know, if he's amazing, you know, and there's no questions about it, that he doesn't go in the fourth round. There were some legit questions. He has answered almost all of those so far. Now, pads will come on. The season will start. There's going to be challenges that he's going to have to overcome. But as far as the first four days of training camp goes, tough to be a bigger, you know, surprise and, and a more pleasant surprise than what Romeo Dobbs has been so far. And number two has to be Zach Tom, right? Garden center in mini camps and OTAs starts there in training camp. And then on day two of training camp, he's with the starters at left tackle. That is a great sign. And who knows ultimately where Tom ends up this season, specifically with, you know, not knowing when David Bakhtiari is going to come back and Elton Jenkins is going to come back and where some of these players ultimately end up. There's a lot of versatility on this offensive line. But I tweeted out uh, on Sunday like, what if Zach Tom turns out, right? Even if he's like a good player, he doesn't have to be necessarily a great player, but even if he's a good offensive lineman and Elton Jenkins comes back and plays at the high level he's capable of, you've got two guys in your top five who can play all five positions. The versatility in that would be absolutely insane. So if Tom can pay off, that would be a really huge get for the Packers, especially where they took him in the middle of the draft as well. Uh, this has been a, a really impressive start to the, the campaign for this rookie class. And they haven't even had Christian Watson yet. We'll talk more about the rookies in just a second. But two biggest surprises, Dobbs and Tom. Number three has to be Rico Gafford. Like, you're signing a wide receiver and moving him back to corner after he was originally a corner, then a wide receiver, now back to corner. He's like a veteran in the league, right? It's one thing to take like a rookie, younger player and be like, all right, we're going to make this move. Like, this is a guy that's been in the league for a few seasons. He has played in regular season games as a wide receiver. Like, this is crazy, right? Like, and you move him to corner and the, your immediate reaction has to be like, all right, that's a fun little pet project for camp, but that's not going to work. He's been really impressive. Three incompletions in coverage the other day, including two pass breakups. I talked about this on Twitter as well. There is a world, I may have talked about it yesterday on the video also, so sorry if I'm repeating myself here, but there's a world in which he could be a number five corner for your team, uh, probably be a kick returner, probably be your gunner, be on kick coverage, be on field goal block. And I think you could even have a package or two with Rico Gafford just based on his blazing speed. So he has been a really pleasant surprise. Next up is Dallin Levitt, who when the Packers signed Dallin Levitt as a safety right before the start of camp, that was like, all right, maybe he makes it as a special teams guy. Like I, I completely expected it to be a vet minimum signing, no guaranteed money, and thought it was just sort of a throwaway player to pick up at the end with maybe some connections to Rich Bisaccia. I'm not so sure. He got guaranteed money in his deal. He has been on the number almost all of the number one special teams units and in this past practice got reps with the number ones at safety. Now that's not to say he's going to take Savage or Amos's job. Clearly that is not the case, but 
They are working them in in reps. That number three safety spot is up for grabs. Sean Davis and Dallin Levitt, probably the two that are competing most for it. Uh, Vernon Scott's gotten some reps with the ones too, but that is totally up for grabs. A player that I thought was a complete afterthought as a signing right before camp has really shown you know already that he is in the conversation. Number one, again, on a lot of the special teams, got one uh, reps with the safeties. Like th- There's potentially something there, and he's certainly worth much more of a look now uh, based on how Green Bay's used him. So that's been a surprise. And then I'm even going to go with Pat O'Donnell here, who um, really struggled as a punter for the Bears. And listen, there's things to like about him. He knows the NFC North. He's kicked in poor conditions in Chicago. So coming to Green Bay is a natural fit. Uh, But just overall, his numbers as a pure punter have not been good. I love the fact that he's a really good holder, Uh, but he punted for the first time in live action on Saturday. He was really freaking good. So that would be a pleasant surprise as well. The rookies, we've talked about Romeo Dobbs already. We talked about Zach Tom. Uh, Quay Walker had his rookie ups and downs. Listen, the dude is an absolute freak. He is a stud. I can't wait to see what he can do. Uh, He has made some plays. There's no question about it. He's going to be the number two linebacker on this team. He has already, you know, become a, a, you know, a key staple on this defense. He's going to be in the top 11, you know, players more often than not. They even moved like their original nickel they were working with did not include Quay Walker. And then more recently, the nickel now includes one less defensive lineman and now Quay Walker. So they are working to get him on the field as much as possible. I think he's going to be really good. I think we're going to see some rookie hiccups. I think there's going to be some mistakes. I think that's a tough position to learn. But the fact that he's already calling some defensive plays, I think is a really great sign for Quay Walker as well. Devontae White, I've talked about quite a bit over the first few days. Uh, but I think the big thing here is like he's in the perfect spot. This is a defensive line that has a ton of depth. He doesn't have to come in and play 50, 60 snaps right away. I think if he can play 20, 25, 30 snaps, maybe at most to begin with, while he integrates himself into this defense and really acclimates himself to the NFL, I think you're going to see some of those flash plays. I think you're going to see him hold up well at the point of attack. I think if you try to give him a little bit too much too fast, I think it could be a little bit overwhelming for him, but I think he's in a really great spot. And I think we've already started to see some of those flash plays. I think he's going to be part of that rotation. He's probably the number five defensive lineman right now for Green Bay. I think Reed, Slayton, Clark, and Lowry are all ahead of him at this point, Uh, but I still think he's going to get snaps. I think he's going to be a rotational player, and I think this defensive line rotation is one of the real strengths of the Green Bay Packers this season. Kingsley and Igbari, I've talked about him quite a bit as well. I think there's just going to need to be a little bit of patience there, but did start to receive some time with the ones. That number three edge rusher spot is completely up for grabs, so I'm very excited to see what Igbari can do once the pads come on. Did get, you know, you know, sort of uh, washed out of a run play the other day. That's something he's going to have to hold up a little bit better at the point of attack with. But I think that's something that he's going to continue to improve on. And again, once the pads come on, really, really interested. And I'll go over Sean Ryan as well, who is worked all with the twos. So, you know, he's working at right guard. I think I said, if you go back, I'm like 99% sure I said this, but like, if you go back, I, I've said all along, I think he's a right guard all day, every day. I think you could play him at left guard. I think you could play him at right tackle left tackle might be a little bit of a stretch, uh, but I think there's a few positions he could play. But to me, when I look at him, he is a right guard all day. He reminds me a little bit of Josh Sitton. Um, I think this is another player who uh, probably more of a depth piece to begin with. I think there's an outside chance he could get in the conversation at some point in training camp for maybe that right guard spot. But uh, I I still think he may need a year to really integrate himself a little bit more, maybe put on a little bit of functional strength, but he is a big physical dude. And I think he has a a very bright future. Uh, Watch for him to follow a very TJ Lang-esque career. That's kind of how I see. I know I've compared him to Sitton as well, but 
Remember TJ Lang, there was questions like, is he a right tackle? Is he a right guard? Is he a left guard? There were those questions to begin with. It took him a couple of years to really, uh, you know, I think, kind of get integrated in the starting lineup. And then, you know, after a few years, he was just a staple and played, you know, for forever in Green Bay, became a really good player. Watch that. That's how I see Sean Ryan progressing and long way to go. I'm not saying he's going to be TJ Lang. That's very high, uh, you know, stature to get to, right? But uh, I could see him following a similar sort of career trajectory. And that's not even including a Christian Watson who's been hurt yet. And we've already seen some pretty impressive stuff from these rookies. An undrafted free agent to keep an eye on is Tyler Goodson. Kylan Hill situation here. I think Kylan Hill probably still ends up on the pup list to begin the season. If that's the case, I think that number three running back spot is very much up for grabs. And it wouldn't surprise me if Tyler Goodson gets his name involved and even wins that number three running back spot, assuming that Kylan Hill is going to be on the pup list to start the season. We'll see. I don't want to pigeonhole Kylan into that spot. He can maybe make it back in time, but uh, if he doesn't, watch out for Tyler Goodson. The free agents, Jerron Reed's look good. I think he's going to be a key rotational piece for this defensive line. He sort of rotated with the starters. It's sort of like Kenny Clark. And then it seems like sort of Lowry, Reed, and Slayton are all kind of on similar footing. And then Wyatt would be five. And then it's like Jonathan Ford and Heflin sort of competing for that six. So I think all of those guys are sort of competing for that number two, three, four sort of spot. I don't think it matters that much. Clark's going to play the most. Those next three guys are going to be rotating as like the next three guys. And then I think, uh, you know, why it gets some time as well. But uh, Reed's had a nice start to camp, had a really nice run stop on Saturday. Pat O'Donnell, uh, like I mentioned, really nice day in his first live punting on Saturday. Dallin Levitt, we talked about. And then the other two, we just have another really great glimpse at, right? Sammy Watkins just got back, but only doing individuals. Once we get to see him in team, I think we'll get a better feel for Sammy Watkins. And then Keyshawn Nixon has been on the, I, I forget, excuse me, if he's on pup or non-football injury list, but uh, whatever one he's on, he has not been able to practice so far. So hopefully he can make it back because it seemed like in OTAs and mini camps that he was going to be the number four corner. All of a sudden, Rico Gafford, KB Anento, Shamarjean Charles having a pretty good start to camp. I'm sure Nixon wants to get back there sooner rather than later. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The disappointments, before I go over this, you guys know that I trend a little bit positive, but I'll also tell you exactly how it is, right? I, I will tell you flat out, I don't think there's one player in camp so far that I can point to and be like, this guy's a bust, this guy sucks, he's been terrible. There hasn't been one player that's just like this screaming disappointment so far. I think there's a handful of players that I can say, all right, have been a little bit below expectations. And I'm going to throw a couple even more caveats before I go over a couple of these players. But number one on my list is Amari Rogers. He's, you know, we've heard that he's in the best shape of his life. He's more confident. He's ready to take the next step. We just haven't seen anything yet. There haven't been any big plays, no explosives. He doesn't look faster. Um, you know, he hasn't had that quick first step. I'm not saying he can't develop it, and he's certainly still getting a lot of opportunities. Just haven't seen much out of him yet. Hopefully that turns around sooner rather than later. Still have a lot of belief in Amari Rogers. Go back and listen to my episode this offseason uh, to not give up on Amari Rogers yet. And it might still actually be my most listened to video on here yet. Uh, but I still have a lot of faith in him. It just it hasn't shown up quite yet. I'm hoping that. That turns around sooner rather than later, but he's definitely on the list. Another one would probably be Royce Newman. And I, I'm, I've been sort of a, a Royce Newman believer. Um, and I, I think there's still a world where Royce Newman can turn into a pretty good football player. I think part of this is that he's moving between right guard and right tackle and they're trying to figure out a spot for him. And all of a sudden you like kick out the right tackle for a day and now you're matched up against Rashawn Gary for an entire day. That's not doing anyone any favors. So, uh, you know, I, I would pump the brakes on saying like, oh, he's, he's terrible or anything like that. I just think I haven't seen a step from Royce Newman from what I saw a season ago. And listen, if the if the basement for Royce Newman is what he put on tape a season ago um, as a rotational offensive lineman who can spot start for you and hold up pretty well overall, or just be sort of your fifth best offensive lineman, I think that's okay. Uh, but I, I really thought that there was a world in which Royce Newman, and there still could be, uh, but he could take a pretty big step and actually become a pretty solid lineman. I haven't seen that yet. And I think he's struggled more at tackle. At guard, I think he's looked okay. Uh, but at tackle, it hasn't exactly gelled yet. I think if I, you know, if I were Green Bay, I would start looking at, all right, do we maybe just want to start looking at him as a guard a little bit more? But we'll see. I still think there's a, an upside there for Royce, but um, I haven't seen the step that I was hoping for so far. But it, again, it's still very, very early here. Eric Stokes, and my caveat here is, I don't care at all. And the, the, a couple things. Stokes has gotten beat on a couple of really good plays by Alan Lazard, Romeo Dobbs. I don't think Stokes even necessarily did anything wrong, but one of his issues last season was playing the ball at the point of attack, right? A lot of times he would find himself in the right spot and have the ability to make up speed and all those sort of things, but at the point of attack, he would have some struggles. I think we've seen some of that in training camp so far, so slightly disappointed in that regards. The reason I said I don't care is because Stokes struggled almost all of training camp a season ago and went on to have a really nice season, especially for a rookie. He's going to be just fine. I have zero level of concern about 
about Eric Stokes, but maybe a slightly disappointing training camp so far just because of some of the passes that have been completed against him have been some of the bigger plays. Number four would be Patrick Taylor. For anyone that knows me knows I'm a big Patrick Taylor guy. Just I don't think he's had the opportunity to really showcase himself. Hasn't had the, you know, I, I don't know what the running lanes have looked like if I'm being honest here, but, um, you know, a couple opportunities for him with the ball in his hands and just hasn't be able to, been able to create much. Uh, I, I just think Tyler Goodson um, has had a, a better camp than, than Taylor up until this point. And then number five, I know I'm going to get crap for this, but I'm just going to say Jordan Love. And again, I'm very much in the Jordan Love camp. I'm rooting for him. I'm, I'm hoping that he tears it up. Had a really nice pass to it. Well, had a big completion to Romeo Dobbs, but through three training camp practices, that was his one big completion. I think that probably the only one that went, I don't know, maybe over 12, 15 yards. And on that play, the ball hung up a little bit where Dobbs had to make the adjustment if it's hit in stride. Um, and it was a well-designed play and Dobbs had a couple steps. And if he hits him in stride, it might be a touchdown for Dobbs. Still a nice completion. And the best thing I have to say is that there haven't been any mistakes from Jordan Love, right? There's no there's no awful throws. There's no interceptions. There's no fumbles. There's no you know awful reads or anything like that. I do think he's taken a step. The, if there's a disappointment here, it's that this is his third season. He's had the opportunity to, you know, be patient and sit and learn and wait. And these are his really big opportunities. He was a first round pick with the potential that he could be the, the you know, future franchise quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And maybe he still can be, but there hasn't been anything in camp that I can point to and be like, all right, he's getting it. Like it's coming along. Like he's just going to all of a sudden, like, like it's clicking for him. It's starting to get there. I think to some extent that's slightly disappointing. Let's hope that he goes out and kills it in preseason or that these next few training camp practices, it starts to turn around a little bit more. I do think he's playing better than he was a season ago. I do think there has been progression here. I'm just maybe not enough uh, to justify the first round pick and uh, the fact that this is now his third season and he's had a lot of time to learn the position. From a special team standpoint, I just like what I'm seeing overall. I don't know that we need to go over uh, the punter or the coverage units or anything like that. I just have seen the increased intensity, the players, a lot of them uh, seem to have a lot more juice out there. We're seeing some of the key players out there when need be. I'm just really liking what I'm seeing. You can tell there's a lot more strategizing going on. You can tell there's a lot more experienced coaching going on. And I really like what I've seen from the special team so far. The injuries, David Bakhtiari remains the major question mark. And then you have the three ACL guys in Tunyon Hill and Jenkins and wondering when they're going to come back. Christian Watson, it sounds like might be two, three weeks away, which does give me some trepidation of like, or anxiousness is probably a better word of like, man, I just really like rookies getting those snaps early. He's a very high IQ wide receiver, uh, but he is going from North Dakota State and not a ton of playing time um, as a like a wide receiver, right? A lot of time as a blocker, not a ton of targets his way. Um, there, you just need reps with Aaron Rodgers and within this Matt LaFleur offense. So um, bummed that he's not been able to get those so far. Mason Crosby remains a little bit of a concern. There hasn't been any indication that he could miss regular season time yet, but uh, Burkich has not looked good. So that is a level of concern. And then Keyshawn Nixon, I think, you know, we'd like to see him out there sooner rather than later. Hopefully some of those guys get back, uh, you know, soon and uh, we don't have to wait too much longer. But those are sort of the current state of the injuries. Concerns that I have through the first week of training camp, number one has to be the offensive line. I would actually argue that like, that's really like almost my only concern at this point. Uh, but the, the, there's answers to that question potentially, right? You get back to Yari and Jenkins back and your those concerns go right out the window. But in the meantime, 
Yash has had ups and downs. Zach Tom has had ups and downs. Royce Newman's had ups and downs. I thought John Runyon Jr. has been good. Josh Myers has had ups and downs. That right guard spot is totally up for grabs. Like right now, it sort of feels like John Runyon Jr. at left guard, who's a good player. And then everything else is a bit of a question. And if all of a sudden, and and Myers is going to be the center, so that's not like a huge question, but how good can Myers be this year is a question. And if that all of a sudden ends up being Bakhtiari and, you know, and uh, Runyon and Myers and whoever they want to put at right guard and then Jenkins, I think you're going to be more than fine. But until that point happens, I do have some major concerns with the offensive line. As mentioned, Rashawn Gary's lived in the backfield. Preston Smith's had a lot of pressures. That defensive line is moving that offensive line back. There hasn't been room to run the football. So uh, that is the 1A concern at this point. Edge rusher depth. Not sure what Green Bay is going to have there after Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. A veteran signing, I think, could go a long way. There's not a ton out there, uh, but that still is a level of concern. Kicker with no Mason Crosby. Burkich has not looked good so far. And then just running the football, which isn't a Jones-Dillon thing or Goodson or anyone else. That's an offensive line thing, and we sort of covered that already on my number one concern. Other quick hitters, TJ Slayton, I think, is ready to take a step. He's looked really good in mini camps and OTAs and now in training camps. Excited to see what he looks like when the pads come on. Razul Douglas has been as advertised. He's off to a really nice start at training camp as well. Uh, He looks like he's ready for that nickel slot position. I think it's going to be Jair and Stokes on the outside, Douglas in the slot. I do think there are going to be times where Douglas plays outside and Jair plays in the slot on obvious passing downs against certain wide receivers, but I think Douglas is going to be your primary slot corner and he looks more than ready for it. I feel like Shamar Jean Charles has taken a step, was not a fan, quite honestly, of college tape or of his production in preseason and even the small snaps that he got in regular season a year ago. He looks like he's taken a step and I'm excited to see if he can continue that momentum for the remainder of camp. Like what I've seen out of Sean Davis so far, had a really nice red zone pass breakup the other day. Uh, Hopefully he can continue that. And he has been somebody that has caught my eye from an athleticism standpoint. Green Bay may have found a diamond in the rough there. I'm I'm hesitant to jump to any conclusions yet, but have liked what I've seen out of Sean Davis. And it looks like Tipa Naliai and Ladarius Hamilton have a leg up on the number three and four edge rusher positions. We'll see how that continues to go throughout the remainder of camp, but both of them have had a couple nice plays here and there. I don't think the consistency has been quite there yet, but still big news for both of them that they've received the majority of time with that second group and even some time with the ones. The overall feel, very pleased to see where Green Bay's been at through training camp so far. The energy's been good. The intensity's been good. They're getting players back from injury. They're not, they haven't been losing players to injury, knock on everything and kiss your lucky rabbit's foot and everything else. Um, I do have some concerns over the, again, the injuries that are out there, the offensive line, some things like that. But how I would say it right now is I believe there's an answer to every question. I think the wide receiver position, what I've seen out of Lazard and Dobbs so far is giving me uh, a a jolt of confidence in that group. And if they can get Christian Watson back, Sammy Watkins back, we know what Randall Cobb is going to bring. I think there's a way that they can answer those questions at wide receiver, especially with the way Dobbs has looked so far. Um, And then, you know, offensive line, if you get Bakhtiari and Jenkins back, I think that answers those questions. Uh, Sean Davis is to me looked potentially like he could be that third safety at times. 
you know, number three, four edge rusher. Haven't been super excited about that, but hopefully that's not, I like, if that's your biggest concern, if you can answer all the other questions, I don't have a huge issue there. You just need really Preston and Gary to stay healthy. But overall, have liked the tone, have liked the energy, have liked the overall pacing and, and what the, the offense has done at times, the defense has done at times, the special teams looks much better. So excited through, through four days and uh, optimistic of where Green Bay can go from here. It's been a fun four days of practice and I'm excited to kick off another week where they're going to have four days of practice and then family night on Friday night. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I always appreciate it. I will be right back here tomorrow breaking down Monday's training camp practice. So make sure to subscribe if you have not already. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer mail checks invoices documents and everything you need to keep your business running get rates up to 89 percent off usps and ups and with the mobile app you can take care of mailing on the go make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com sign up at stamps.com with code program for a special offer that's stamps.com code program